Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. On this evening's episode, we will be discussing comic books, our love of them, when we got into them, our favorites and our least favorite storylines and characters. This evening, I'm joined by my good friend Peter and Hello. my good friend Tim. Hello. You get it? There's over there. Hello. There he goes. How low can you go? Oh, wow. We're so, going Jamaican. What? Well, if we're doing the limbo, I guess, yeah. Uh, so, Peter, you've probably got the most experience with comic books. When did you start collecting them initially? I started collecting collecting them as a formal collection probably around uh, 1980. Okay. 79, 80. Um, uh, that would have been pretty much when I got out of the house and into university. I couldn't have them at home, right? Yeah. My father grew up in the era of comic books were evil, the scum of all work, uh, of all, all publishing. They were the devil's work. They were the devil's work. They led, led, led the young men to delinquency. That woman's hardly wearing a thing. Yeah, very much. Especially if you're reading Conan or something like huh. that, or, or like um, heavy metal. Especially if you were reading almost any of the comic books in the 1950s, pretty much. Right? They were pretty... And, and that, you know, comics did it to themselves because there was just really no... They didn't control themselves, so eventually someone was going to do it. The interesting thing about that, though, is that one of the statistics that was quoted, um, and, and just for you people who like milk and drink a lot of milk, evidently, one of the things that they noticed was that both comic book readers and... Male juvenile delinquents tend to drink two pints or more of milk a day. So, yes, good bone hygiene is a sign of delinquency. I think I'm definitely a delinquent then. Probably. I know I'm not. I hate milk. You hate milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the cows can have it. We get four and liters of ice cream and I can eat half of it in the one sitting. So. Oh, well, I suppose yeah. I'm guilty on the cheese side. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese is always good. Uh... Cheesy comic books. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Cheesiest comic book in the world? Howard the Flippin' Duck. Uh, oh. Sorry, <laughs> waste of... Just waste of paper. Waste of paper, right? Waste of paper. And like we're talking cheap newsprint, too, people. Like We're not even talking like glossy stuff. <laughs> what, what about like the crack magazines? Some of the, they had comic strips in them. Well... The crack magazines and Mad, yeah. yeah, and Mad, and Mad. Um, I grew up on Mad. It was interesting. Mad was okay in the house, but a comic book wasn't. So, in my mind, they're always a different thing. See, because Mad and Crack were in a magazine format, yeah. That you know, just like anything else, you can always read just be reading the recipes. So, yeah, right. I, I guess, or, but I don't just, think Mad yeah. or Crack had any like real and real. Important um, informative lesson. articles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have had a video game cheat in there somewhere, but that's about it. I don't even know. Well, when I was reading them, the video games were around. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I, there I am. Yes, I am the geezer of the group, guys. It's getting some of his prune juice. Just give me a moment. Uh, I want to hear from Tim. Uh, when. 
like, did you ever read a lot of comic books? No. Get exposed uh, to many storylines? Not really, no. Um, I was uh, more like Peter. My parents thought that uh, comic books and Mad Magazine and Cracked would rot your brain and, you know, you should read Missioner or Asimov or somebody, you know, brilliant. Hmm. Um, so it was kind of shied upon. Um, I got to say, when I got older and on my own, I started reading underground comics um, from a company called Ripoff Press. Uh, they put it out, uh, in particular, a comic called uh, The Freak Brothers. I'm a Freak Brothers fan. I think you mentioned that on a conversation we had the one night. Probably. Because they, because they now have the show out. It's an animated That's series. That's right. Now. You showed yeah. me the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I first got introduced in the eighties when I was younger, obviously, because you can never be older in the past. I guess one of my first comic books was in the Robin series, and it had the holographic card on the front. And I was trying to look it up before we started, but my memory wasn't good enough to remember the actual cover entirety or what the holographic cover was, and whether or not I got a variant that just hadn't been documented. You know, some of them don't make it long enough in their lives to get to the internet. Was it one of the uh, multi-covered um, uh, multi issues? Like there was four covers for the one issue? I think so. Okay, and then I that would have been so. very possible that, yeah, you did get a the wrong card on the wrong cover. Yeah, yeah, some weird variant, but yeah, it... None of the holographic pictures that they had on the fronts looked like what I had on it. And also when I looked at it, uh, some of the covers were this different, but the stickers were the same. And I'm like, okay, well, which way was it then? You know, so maybe it was a random thing what your holographic thing was on. I don't know. But, but no, I had troubles reading growing up. So my parents tried to get me some comic books to maybe try and get me into reading, you know, going the other way. As opposed to... That's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, however, I don't think that's what the kicker was for me. I think it was video games. And when they started to make it... Like, there wasn't a lot of voice acting yet. But you still had to know what your mission was. So you actually had to sit and read. Otherwise, you didn't know where the heck to go. There was no markers on a map back in the day to go here. No, it was like... Head west to the castle in the forest known as blah, 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 and right. And so, yeah. Um, but comic books did help because it was shorter bursts of dialogue. It wasn't all novel-like. Um, nowadays, like, I, I went back and read those Goosebump books. you remember those things? And I killed one of them in, like, 20 minutes. And I'm like, well, crap, I got a couple hours and then... Next thing I know, in an hour, I killed four, and it was like, oh, that's all right. Yeah, so things got better, but yeah. Uh, so then from there, I've always tried to get a couple comic books. I've got some variations of uh, Spider-Man, um, Superman. I think I got a couple Batman in there. I think my biggest collection is that Green Lantern, uh, Darkest Night and Brightest Day collection that you and I both read. Uh, and then, 
Now I've also got my transformer. But you comic have that books. in a graphic novel format, not a comic book. That's essentially the same thing, though, because uh, they just take all the issues and they put them all together. But it's hardbound. It's not softbound. It's not as easily damaged. It doesn't require the same amount of care. Oh, when it cetera, comes to like rarities and stuff yeah. like that, no, no, no. Um, I call them graphic novels. Well, um, that's, that's what they're. Yeah. Um, Gary calls them trade paperbacks. Oh, okay. Ahead, and you can, you, you can either um, get them in soft or hardcover, yeah. but I don't think the rarity really goes up I don't, terribly yeah, quick I, I with think those that, ones. I think that might be what it, where, it, where it is. You know, it's got a couple extra pages of art, but it's more so for someone who's like not planning on going out and hunting each individual issue for their rarities and their variants and stuff like that. This is just somebody who wants to know what the story is and could use a couple extra pages of art here and there. You know, like yeah. I, I'm not selling those Green Lantern sets. Like, I, oh no, I you get know. you, I get you. Um, yeah, but you that's know. how I prefer to buy them. I prefer to go in and just buy a trade paperback, so I get like anywhere from three to five issues per, depending on how they want to stack them. Uh, the only problem is, especially with the Green Lantern ones, is um, how there was all these other running storylines that all tied back into it. And you do kind of start missing little bits and pieces oh, from here and there. Oh, God, man. What do you mean? They've discovered that with TV. It's oh. called The Crossover. Oh, it was so bad. Well, the the brightest day and darkest night, those are obviously crossover because it's all Justice League, but they put it under the Green Lantern title, right? Man. So with those, it was tricky. And then like they're like, oh, yeah, remember what kal said to you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... Uh, I don't, and I bought the whole set of this. What what am I missing? And then it turns out it was in like Superman Ultimate Universe l- number forty two, and that's the Superman they're using for this universe. And it's just like, wow! If, if you're you, out of the loop, you're mm, way if, out if, of the if loop. you want to get confused, take a look at the first rendition of DC's Crisis of Infinite Universe. Crisis of Infinite Universes began their crossovers a full year in advance of the release of issue one. Yeah. And it jumped not only comic book titles, but um, DC's worlds and DC's timelines all over the place, right? Um, uh, uh, During that year, Brainiac 5, right? Which, yeah, he's Brainiac number five, the evil Brainiac number one, but now he's good, super genius, right? And he's a member of the futuristic uh, Legion of Superheroes. Right, but in the Crisis of Infinite Earths, and one of the reasons why I got the series is because it's the first in that series, the first superhero dies, and that's Supergirl. Oh, and Supergirl spends a lot of time in the future and in the past and is actually dating Brainiac 5. So, for the entire year, he goes crazy because he can't save her. Because he knows the timeline has to be modified and the infinite universe is brought in and blah, 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 blah. Right? But yeah, so, yeah, crossovers, man. Man, they can be a pain. Especially when it's like a title you just don't want to read. Did they start in the 80s with the crossover? and the? Oh, heck no. Heck no. It went way further back. Uh, crossovers have always been, for comic books, a really good way to introduce... Uh, or get or or sponsor 
garner interest in either new titles or flagging titles um so yeah right like and that's what i mean is some of the titles you didn't want to read like there's i've got one or two copies of uh ant-man in the atomic world or whatever it is right you know in the subatomic world and oh hey yeah cool right but they're only there because it's a crossover somewhere in the in the marvel universe so you know it just had to be worked into my system right um and it's only because you without those the story just didn't make full sense yeah like uh with the green lantern ones uh for example when you read the first issue mm-hmm. batman's dead oh. and, and you don't even know why it's just like yeah so what how did you feel when he passed away oh it's quiet around here i'm like wait who passed away and then you read on and it's like oh yeah alfred just replanted some flowers last week and it's just like wait what like and and it and how it, yeah yeah and i it had something to do with the rings and eventually they ended up resurrecting him with uh, a black ring and he was like zombie batman black ring lantern really? oh it was crazy crap oh yeah yeah, yeah, great series. I don't know if you guys are out there do a lot of comic booking, but if you do, check out the the Green Lantern, Brightest Day and Darkest Night stuff. It's it's a it's hard to collect them all because there is so many of them now. Like, not as many as other series that are still going on, but like it was, I don't know. I think I have seven trade paperbacks, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I hear you. Now, one of the things that Matt always asks me is whether or not. And I think to a large degree, a lot of people think I'm a Marvel guy, right? And the truth is, um, I like them both, right? The big thing is, though, is that in DC, their big titles are single name guys, right? Single like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, right? Um, Even the Green Lantern, right? From the DC, I didn't read Green Lantern, but I read Green Lantern Corp. Yeah. Right? So... So when you actually take a look at my collection, what you see is not single name titles, not single hero titles, but groups, hero groups. Um, and so, and it's almost equally crossed between both DC and Marvel and actually reality. But a lot of people, if I go to talk about the DC groups, like Legion of Superheroes or the heroes of the Legion of Substitute Heroes or yeah. the Green Lantern Corps, I get... Hmm? You talking about Green Lantern? No, <laughs> I'm talking about oh. everyone else other than. Yeah, yeah. So, no, there's there's a lot of them, yeah. like one for each sector of the universe. So, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. Well, maybe depending upon if any have recently died. Yeah, I'm, but then again, I, new one. I'm pretty sure there's there's always like one or two that are empty at you know at any given time. Oh, you would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah just yeah. turnover. Turnover. Oh, God. <laughs> Turnover. What happened to Ted? Oh, he got eaten by a lava Turnover. monster. <laughs> His will wasn't strong enough. Uh, I remember comic books back in the day that uh, didn't just stay in the comic book world. For example, when Batman got his back broken or when Superman was killed by Doomsday. Like, those spilled over into, like, uh, everybody's media. Because the reason they killed off Superman was because the creator of Superman had in his will that when I die, so does uh, Superman. Yeah, and they left him so, dead for three months and then brought yeah, him back to life. So they did kill him, <clears throat> and they left him dead for three months. And, and that's, then in that three months, they came up with 
all these different variations of super people. There was cyborgs and sons of and uh, clones and then other people. With, the best one was Man of Steel, man. Yeah, Man of Steel. I was literally like I was on that one. I was on that one. Yeah, Man but, but, of Steel. But, it's, but, but the big thing there is 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 that particular series right and and the it changed comic books forever right? yeah when superman died oh absolutely it meant death wasn't permanent yeah and all of a sudden all of our superheroes were dying and coming back in the yeah comic left right and center batman broke his back so he didn't die but he was like you don't come back from a broken back i'm so you know not usually yeah, no, and and you know to take a look at it, probably one of the best of that scenario, and 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 in my opinion, as far as Batman's concerned, one of his best comic books, yeah, right, is the entire um, Batgirl. What's her her new name now? When she now that she's crippled, she's oh Oracle Oracle. That whole Barbara Gordon. Yeah, that whole Barbara Gordon saga where she gets shot by by Joker and the whole thing. Beautiful storyline. Yeah. So well written. Incredible. Right. Yeah. Uh I can't remember which storyline that's part of, but it does have its own. Yeah. And it is a significant one. Yeah. Um Yeah, I remember the when Batman did have his back broken, he brought in this other guy known by Azrael. And he was kind of like a Batman, uh, but worse. Kind of like Batman, but worse. He was a crusader for justice, but he oh no, not a paladin. Too, yeah, he was essentially a, a modern paladin, and even fought with a sword and stuff like that. Have you ever seen it? No. No. Oh, hold on a sec. I'll show it to you. I can Google this thing. Ask we know how. Batman. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But and, but. But he would actually kill people. Okay. But, so but, then but, and I think Dick came in and said, that's not what the Batman mantle is for, and ended up kicking his ass. And then Dick was Batman for a while. And then Bruce got better and came back as Batman. And then I believe that's when Dick turned into Nightwing. Yeah. Was after he knew he could do it by himself. I'm I'm really not sure where that I'm not sure because either. Teen Titans yeah, is in there already. They already exist then and he's yeah. Nightwing and Teen Titans. Um one <laughs> of the but that's one of those weird things about these entire stories lines like the death of Su- Spider-Man, the death of Superman. I do that all the time by and the way folks. real before he becomes Batman. And so you see how he's like a a paladin or or like a crusader kind of Yes. medieval guy with a sword and everything yeah yeah but 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 the problem i have with those like when batman broke his back is i don't want to read a comic book but uh asriel right yeah. i bought batman yeah right well we i don't want robin i want we wanted batman. to read it because we wanted to know if batman was coming back we wanted to know how batman had this happen but 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 at the same time the essence of what it is you want to read now it's one of these things that i've had some rough times with 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 my own comic book collection and i get it i get it again i'm the geezer guy all right and so when i first introduced to these these a lot of these superheroes they've then gone through so many new origin stories and new people right taking over the position and et cetera et cetera um, or people clones just coming of, in clones and blah blah blah. Evil twins. It's just 
wow, man, I just, you know, um, like Spider-Man, my greatest and uh, my my most favorite superhero. And I really, really tried to get into the current timeline thing, but I just couldn't buy the whole metaphysical Doc Ock taking over his body and him living as a disembodied soul or something. That was just, what? Yeah. I'm not reading Spider-Man anymore. No. Now, I get that that fitted with the 18-year-old or the 16-year-old or the 15-year-old that was going in and buying them fresh, not the 50-some-year-old going in and picking up a comic at the comic book store, right, and getting dirty looks from, you know, people's parents. Um, <laughs> but, but it's all in that storyline. It's like, it's hard... Comic books, there's such a rapid movement and character development and change that sometimes and very easily your favorite characters can become some of your most disliked overnight right? yeah. just by a change in the storyline. Big change. Uh, a lot of things. A lot of things got changed that way. Um, there was also... The new 52. Well, yeah, the new 52. Sarah wants to scoop by you there, Peter. Oh. There's the uh, new 52, which didn't last very long, thank goodness. Because now they're just straight into the multiverse and they're not trying to fix anything. Which is, I don't know why they didn't just do that in the first place. But they still had to fix it. It's, it's never going to be fixed. That's the problem. Cause there's well, well, what the new 52 was is it brought down DC's titles to 52 titles. Yeah. And removed everything else. But some of those things just couldn't be fixed by the metaverse. Um, how do you fix with the metaverse half of the legion of superheroes being trapped in modern day Earth because of one of the crises of infinite Earths and suddenly ending up becoming members of the Justice League when they don't exist for 700 years yet? It, it's, it's, and like coming over to be leaders of the Justice League. Uh, and these are like, key members of the legion of superheroes like starman and dream girl right um uh where ones you don't hear a whole lot of anymore no no and they're really great man well cloak and dagger last time we saw them was when like we saw a live action live thing. action would have been the clock last was that the titans uh no no it was their own title they actually had their own uh show uh live action oh show. Okay. it was cloak and dagger Oh, okay. uh, but totally changed, totally changed. The origin story was completely changed. Uh, and But again, I can understand why it needed to be revamped from its original. See, after after the laws came down and the, and the golden age of cartoon ended, uh, comic books ended, and we go now into the tricolor era, or I believe I've got that right, but the uh, they begin to not... Because they can't just sell violence and gratuity, they've got to find something else. So they end up, that's where we really begin to get the beefier storylines coming in and where they're dealing with things. Like one of my collection is, oddly enough, Green Arrow, right? But it's Green Arrow, right, where Speedy dies of a heroin overdose, right? And... One of the most important about that is that it's the first time drug use was shown in a comic book. Yeah. Right? You know, um, 
And and if you follow the storyline, you know, Green Arrow goes crazy. Like, pretty much, if you're a drug lord, look out. Um. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't doing the sparing of people like uh, Batman was doing. So, if anybody at home, for some reason, gets a message from Peter and says, Hey, can you give me a hand to help me move my comic books? The answer to that question is no. No. He he almost needs a U-Haul just for them. They're heavy as hell. They're, yes, they are. They're in milk crates and they're not packed loosely. Like they're they're kept well, but there's usually a fair number of them per crate. Uh, there's about two hundred and fifty to three hundred per crate, depending upon the comic book. Yeah, some of them have some of the thicker issues. And, and that much paper in in. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they get heavy. Like, real heavy. Yeah. Nice to see, but I'm like, God, man, we got to get you, like, a PDF reader or something, you know, like, get them a Kindle. And, it, you know... Bookshelf. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> it would oh, probably have oh, to be. Oh, only, only, only if it's got the fold-down glass fronts. Oh, jeez. It's got to be protected from dust and other, and other environmentals. Well, you get the wall, you just have them all. Yeah. Have a wall Press display. a button and the screen opens, and they're all yeah. there. Duh. Curtains. I've actually there's a few of them. I've over the years I've been tempted with a few of them to actually get them uh, framed for public display because mm. I'm proud of them, right? You know, yeah. there there are two or three of the issues now, and 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 oddly enough, I I say this and I say and please don't ask me to name them because there's more than two or three. There's actually a lot of them, and. But yeah, some of them are just have really good, or in my opinion, really interesting, and they never took off. They never took off. Alien Nation, Alien Nation yeah. is awesome as a comic book. Um, had about a three, four year run, um, and slowly just petered away. Yeah. But um, basically, it's a group of alien mercenaries. So they're all different races out in space, and they're a mercenary group going, you know, in like. Matt's looking at me going, what, you're reading a mercenary book, right? Uh, huh? I don't know. Yeah, but they were great heroes. And yeah. because they were different races, they all had a unique aspect to how they fought, right? So it was pretty cool, right? But, you know, you know, like I said, some of them have limited run for sure. Yeah. Was that Marvel or DC? Those group of comics you're talking about. Might not have even been either. It might have been like a Dark Horse or something. Uh, it could have been a dark horse, but no, I do believe that it was actually Marvel. Might have been DC, but it was one of the two of the big ones. Alien yeah. Nation. Nation. Hang on a minute. I got Google here too. Just like you got Google too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I had a point I was going to say, and I can't remember what the heck it was. Well, he's going to look it up. You ever been to those swap meets and it's like $2 and you get like 10 comic books and you haven't heard of a single one of them in the whole thing? DC. Oh, yeah. It was a DC. DC. Yeah. It was a DC comic book. Oh yeah, you, you you can even find them at the Walmart. You'll go in and it's like five dollars for a bag of like four or five comic books, and yeah. Oh wow, you know what? And here I, I love the series, and I've never evidently there's a film, right? The comic book was based on the film, but I've never seen the film. Oh wow! <laughs> so Peter, when did they introduce free comic book day? Uh, I couldn't give you the date. You had no idea. Nope. I know that it was one of those things that I, you know, I heard one year and I was like, uh, oh, wow, what is this, right? And, yeah. and it's like, what, May 4th or something like no, that? No, it's every month. Oh, is it every month? It's now? every month, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it used to be originally when it first came out, it was once a year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's every month now. 
And that's just because they, they print so many. And you usually don't move the whole thing, I wouldn't think. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, a stockpile. Well, you, that's, that's you, you know, you know when, when we talk about me having a collection of comic book guys, let's be honest. First of all, if I paid a buck twenty-five for it, it's probably because of the condition I keep them in. It's probably worth two bucks. Right? Maybe a good um, fiver if it's a rare. If it's a, a rare or if it has a special thing in it, like, you know, Speedy's heroin shot or whatever. Right? But at the same time, um, that's because it was at the point in time where there's a lot of warehousing yeah. of these things going on. So just be aware of that, guys. Intrinsically, very few titles are going to gain in value as a collection. And for the most part, if you're looking at them for from the point of view of uh, investment, that's an investment for your grandchild, possibly your great-grandchild. Because by that, just so many of these warehouse copies have to just stop existing, right? And no, I'm not advocating anything, guys. I'm just saying that's just the truth of collecting. Don't actually anything, just to bring up the value of your collection. Yeah, please. But if you do, make sure you also get the Upper Deck Baseball Card Warehouse as well. Thank you. And and always remember, when you're buying an action figure, buy two and break one. Hmm. Well, I, well, with the Transformers, I'll buy two and open one. That's essentially the same thing, yeah, just slower. One. Yeah. You know, because eventually the one that's open is going to break. Yep. True that. You know, so that's good times. One to play with, one to store. So, do you have a lot of X-Men? Um... Yes. Yeah. But they're not my favorite comic book from the Mutant series. No. New Mutants was my favorite comic book. Is that after the X Men or before? Um uh I come into the X Men when they're the Uncanny X Men, which is um about second or third generation. So basically who you're dealing with from the group is uh um Phoenix, not yet dark. Um, Cyclops, Wolverine, Beast. Uh, no, Beast isn't in it. What right? about Iceman? Iceman's not in it. Archangel. Magneto's a villain, but but in it is and very key was Angel in it. Is no, is really? Colossus, and the original installation of Kitty Pride. Now there's there there we are. Now there's one of those characters, right? When she's in, first introduced. In the X-Men, she is Katie Pride, Katrina, and she's actually Colossus's younger sister, right? And she has the phasing ability. Uh, when she becomes very popular, they rewrite her, and when she gets um, Lockheed, the little dragon, which is actually the, the uh, Lockheed jet, right? And that's all about, you know, a magical event that occurs in their life. Right, so it's at that point in time she comes out as being rewritten, and the relationship with Colossus sort of just fades, and that's when she gets Pride added to her name. So it's Kitty Pride, um, and I think that's and she's almost like a separate family now. And the latest version where they've introduced her in the movie, The New Mutants, right, as Magic, right, pretty much another totally different character right with almost different powers not phasing right now but more of a um wolverine oh not wolverine nightcrawler was also in the uncanny x-men that's the one i was missing ding 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 ding. 
Nightcrawler. Yeah. Right. Now, was he already known as Mystique's offspring at that point? Or? Um, again, right? Rewrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> originally, no. Originally, um, originally they give him a background story, and the background story is that he grew up in the circus. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, in Europe. Mystique's storyline originally is Louisiana Swamp. I think that's Gambit. No, that no, was, it was her that's too. Mystique originally, that's, oh, okay. and Gambit doesn't exist yet. Oh, right. So, so and and even then, the whole relationship between Mystique and Rogue didn't exist until after years of the comic being known. So it's just weird things like that are sometimes really hard to follow if you're doing a comic line over years, right? Um, I find DC in a lot of ways keeps their histories better than Marvel, right? Like they do less reboots and less fixes? Or if they do, it's, it's more along the Green Lantern Avenue, right? Where our sector, like Hal Jordan dies or, or retires and someone else needs needed needs to take the ring and so it's it's green lantern again but it's green lantern a b c d right as you go through it so from that point of view dc tends to do it by retiring who's wearing the mantle and giving the mantle over to someone else and from there what happens happens right and yeah. perhaps the magic or the ability doesn't work quite the same yeah right um or they modify it in a way like tried to pass off the <laughs> batman mantle but dick didn't want it and made his own and yeah like and- you don't you don't see any of the other green lanterns really doing except for hal jordan doing um racing cars and runways and airplanes yeah Right, it's just in that kind of way it, it changed, right? Um, and again, it's a great way to keep it up with the time. Now, Marvel had one, right? And I'm wondering how they're going to do it because the movie's evidently coming out, right? But we can check with Tim on that because he's all up to snuff on the new movies. But they're bringing out the Black Knight. Now, oh, the Black okay. Knight's power come from his sword, the Black Knight, yeah. right? The Black Sword, right? And we and he's been footnoted in the Five Rings, Shagan in the Five Rings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, so you're Shang Chi. Ching Chang Chi. Yeah. Right. So in that point, we've got um, now what happens with the Black Knight? He eventually loses the sword, and the sword passes on to the hero that becomes known as the Amazon. Now, one of the things about the Black Knight. In the original, if I'm remembering correctly, is he's, again, a very paladin-type character, right? So he's got this limitation about evil, right? He has to be able to see evil, and if it's an ambiguous evil, he can't attack. The sword won't let him, right? On the flip side, when Amazon takes it over, right, um, she can't use the sword or her powers against females. She can only use it against males. So... um, not the Amazon, the Valkyrie, right? So, so in in, in these uh, in, in just little subtle ways, the power can change from one hero holding the 
enchanted item or whatever the magic the next. thing or the next yeah but magic does that really easily yeah all right let's hear for santana everybody yay santana yeah woo. how often can you speak backwards they haven't put her in anything either uh she's in a lot of the cartoons now cartoons, she's really really like, big in the cartoons like in the animated series yeah, there's a lot of stuff they could be doing in the movies, but they end up doing everything so fast and you don't have any time to get used to anything. Especially with, like... Like, they did the Batman versus Superman movie, but then they added the ba- uh, Superman versus Doomsday storyline to it. So you had two epic encounters that originally were never part of the same storyline. But, but that's, like they weren't even the same universe. They were so far apart. Um, they, <laughs> it's a weird thing when it comes to the comic books going to movies and, and things like that. The comic books are great. But for those of us who love comic books, we've read, we, we know these characters inside and out. So, yeah, they make a Black Knight movie. I'm there, right? And I'm like, yeah, whoo, right? But I'm also dragging like 15 other people, right? Just through talking about it who aren't really familiar with the Black Knight. So they got to whitewash him, right? So he's more appealing to the masses. And it's that, I think where we mean to get into that trouble with the movies is when they're appealing it to the masses, right? Because there's a lot more people coming in. Well, and then also recently we had uh, the actor that plays Moon Knight pass away, and he was in, what, the Netflix series? Yes, he was, yeah. And that sucks because it looked good. Yeah. And they could have easily just kind of plucked that and pulled them over to the DC yeah. side of the movies and continue on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moon Knight's actually a pretty popular character in, yeah. in the DC. But I, I hope this, like, they're probably going to leave it alone for a while, either that or they're going to replace them immediately. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's just, that's, it depends again, on how much that's one of the problems with the movies, right? Like, let's be honest, right? When it comes to Iron Man, they had to replace him. Take a look at Downey Jr., right? He can barely walk. Right, <laughs> like he's older than I am, uh, <laughs> and I know Methuselah's goat. So um, <laughs> the flip side of that is is uh, is, and there's other things like that. Like um, one of my movie favorites, right, of just recent times, is the new Flash from the Justice League and the Wonder Woman. Oh, Ezra uh, Miller, uh, uh, something. As yeah, but he ain't playing it all that much longer. No, no, he's not. He's been talking too much. Well, it's not just that he's been talking too much. He's he's he's, he's going through a sex change. It's not well, going to be I him. It's going to become her. I knew he was non-binary and yeah. referred to as they them, but I didn't know he was doing a full. Yeah, transition. I believe he's actually doing the. Oh, he is doing a full yeah, transition. He is. After his Flash movie comes out, he is uh, under the knife to. Get the process done. And bravo for him. Yeah. Huh. Right? If it, if that's who you are, that's who you are. You know, that's all that. Yeah, but but again, just you know, those say well, you know, and it's a, but it happens in all movies, right? Yeah. You know, like my God, right? Anton, Anton. Oh my God! By your own car. Right? Okay. So right now, comic books are in a lot of trouble because they're trying to get woke. So they made uh, Superman. I'm sorry. They're trying to get what? Woke. Woke? Woke. I don't know what you mean by um, that. Everybody's all butthurt about stuff and 
they're gender swapping everything and race swapping everything and but but but, but taking again, you Aunt know, Jemima funny, off the funny. shelf and, and maybe rid that's, of Uncle Ben and um I don't cancel culture yeah I, yeah but I don't see that as a new thing no I'm just right. saying that right now in the comic books they're trying to stay afloat by adopting some of these practices and it's turning out to be catastrophic um I think one of the things that we have to remember about comic books and comic strips even for that matter um is such a rapid media um in their heyday when there was fewer titles um they weren't monthly issues they were weekly issues yeah um your saturday funnies and stuff like that so they've got to be right on top of all popular trends all the time yeah right and they're constantly moving towards that edge of where society is so if you want to know um where we're going and probably even the right direction to be going they may not get it right all the time but they're talking they tend to be talking the right conversations in comic books which is one of those weird things about them being so disregarded yeah right because of the where they are in the printing edge yeah right and so rapid of a storyline advancing they have to continuously do that like like i talked about the speedy one right but that was right in the start of the war on drugs in the united states so you think it's just they're they're trying to stay relevant they're very much so very much so like uh power pack (laughs) power pack three kids and a unicorn man yeah weirdest comic book i've ever read right right up there but totally written from the point of view of the war on drugs you know, Cloak and Dagger, we mentioned them already. Yeah. They were part of the whole war on drugs thing. Well, they were also talking about doing a Superman movie where Superman is black. I don't have a problem with that. However, don't make that Superman Clark Kent. Make it a new guy. For well, one, that's what I mean. It's for one bring easy. steel to the movies. There's already a black Superman that I want to see. And that's the Man of Steel. Yeah. Bring that to the theaters. But, but but Man of Steel has no real superpower. I don't care. I don't care. But he is a great character. He's a great he? character. Yeah, yeah. Don't just take Clark Kent and, you yeah, know. He stood up one day at the foundry after him? the death of, like, of Superman, realizing that someone had to take his place. Yeah. So he forged a suit out of his own iron and picked up his mallet and went out on the street. Did, now, did he weld it to himself? It's not welded to him, but he did assemble it. Oh, okay. Because in, in the comic book I had, I wasn't sure if he was actually like melting the suit to himself so that he could only ever be in this. Yeah, and, and I could be wrong on that statement. It may have been that severe of a change, but I don't believe yeah, it was. Yeah, right? I, I don't remember. It may eventually have become that. Again, it's one of those flux and flows in comic yeah. books where he's like, yeah, what we said yeah, last month may not be yeah. what we're saying. Like, God, how many times have... How many different versions of just Venom getting yeah. to Earth is there <laughs> yeah really or or spider-man stories or you know yeah that's my gripe don't paint a different color over a superhero that already exists bring up some of the ones that we love that are not being represented right now you know a lot of the stanley and who, who was the one that was working with stanley jack kirby I, I, 
might be it. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. They have a wide diversity of characters. Like race, oh, in the Marvel creed, Universe, age, there's a huge, huge, and in the DC yeah. Universe, there's a huge number of characters that are very seldom used. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Don't try and say, okay, this is the black Clark Kent. We're not going to fall for it. You're not going to have us disdain that disbelief. Give us someone. Like uh, Falcon, when they brought Falcon in, into the DCU. Amazing. And now that he's Captain America, even better. Because that's already a stand established canon. You didn't... Yeah, okay, he's now a Captain America, but... That's, Come on, they had to do something with Captain America. We couldn't freeze him in ice again. But Falcon's name isn't Steve Rogers. I guess is my point. You know, you can have a different Superman, but don't make it Clark Kent. Uh, I, I think there's a point in time where you need you to know. be clear cut with yeah. with with the fact that you're advancing or modifying a storyline and and give um, logical approach, especially with some of your big big ones, like like even even the whole <laughs> passing of Thor to a female Thor. Well, that's because he's now Odin, guys. He, yeah, like he's now he can't do the job no more. <laughs> he's got bigger problems. Right, and so, yeah, in, in that way, the passing of the mantle, but that's always been the Green Lantern way, right? You know what I think's funny about the multiverse? What? Uh, every single universe has a different change in it, right? There's so many different variations of that, that whenever they bring in a multiverse kind of story, so like your Spider-Mans or your Supermans or Justice Leagues or whatever... The characters on the other uh, universe, they usually have the same name. I'm like, you think the first thing that would change would be the freaking name? Because that would be the most randomized thing at birth that you would give someone, but, you know? Like, but but the thing is, is that it's supposed to be the same person. And well, we but should, it we're could talking, be the same person, but you're not going to get the same name. Or you could get the same name. Or you it would could be the, the, the chance would be just as good. Right. Well, like Peter like B. Parker. Peter B. Parker, his initial's different, right? Yeah. The what is name. his original uh, who initial? Who knows, right? <laughs> is it J? Peter J? No. Uh, I J don't Jonah? think it ever comes out. If it it does, might not even come out. Right. Yeah. If it is, given Marvel, it's probably Peter P. Parker. Right? Um, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> but Peter Patrick Parker. Yeah, that would work. Actually, that might be it. Yeah, quite possibly. Or Peter Paul Parker. Peter Paul? Yeah. Peter Paul. Where's Mary? Tell you but, later. But but again, that whole thing with the comic books, the big problem that the comic books has, guys, and it's like, I don't care about who they are, right? Yeah. You know, if the character's written well, I'm going to love them regardless of their race, their sex, their yeah. ethnicity, any of those things, even their orientation. I just don't care, right? Give me a good character. And some of them are great, right? Um, but the big problem is, is, is the verse, the infraverse. Right, and that's where we just run well, into the all of these problems. Yeah. The moment, and it's really hard because time travel is a really big storyline, right? And dimension jumping is a really big storyline in comic books. And when you take those two things, you naturally create other worlds, and in those worlds, they're going to be populated by other things. And then we've got the questions, all of the what ifs. What if you know Batman saw an owl? Instead of a bat on the night he yeah. decided to become Batman, right? And you know, and that's like, how we got the Watchmen. And 
Yeah, right. It's quite possibly. So, no, so, no, that that actually is. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So the guy who was writing for Batman because there is a there is actually a what if comic where yes. that question is asked. Yeah. So the guy who was writing for Batman got fired and said, "Well, screw it. I can do the same thing." And he created the Watchmen and had them gave them the Matt. you know all these different things like even the Owl. The Night Owl from The Watchmen, he's yeah. got ga- gizmos and gadgets. And oh, stuff yeah, like oh, that. yeah, it's the same Not character. Not to the same degree as Batman, uh, maybe, but But, but. but in, the odd thing is, is that in that what if, right, instead of the, you know, him falling in the cave, right, with a whole bunch of bats, is that, you know, he, he ends up being trapped in a something else with a whole bunch of owls. Yeah. And the owls are the thing that will intimidate and give fear to man, right? You know, and so, it's the screech owl. It's a barn owl. Yeah. So I got one for you. What? Booster gold. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go. That's Justice League, right? Like, yeah. I know he's got his own title, but he's primarily Justice League, right? Uh, he's kind of like wannabe Justice League. Like, he's almost exactly like Superman, but for some reason he sucks. Well, he always sucks. Yeah. Um, and it's because he's he's. Well, he's cocky for one. Well, no, because he really doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about good. He cares about looking good. Yeah. Right? Wasn't he the one that was saving people to get paid? Yeah. 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 Right. Um, but, it's like, I'll save you from the fire, but you owe me $3,000. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so, but it's But again, it's the Justice League is just not, for all of my love of groups, oddly enough, the Justice League is just something I really just didn't get into right and i think probably because it was like oh it's batman again oh it's superman again oh it's wonder woman again who is aquaman again oh right um (laughs) 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 right and by the way aquaman can match superman in strength because of his ability to withstand the pressure of the ocean to a large degree he's actually has a high level of invulnerability and he's super strong so he does have superpowers out there guys other than swimming and talking to fish and he also goes great with a little bit of butter and tartar sauce <laughs> i don't know you'd have to ask uh what's her name meredith Mary Malie, or whatever marina i don't know his oh, wife uh mira mira thank you yeah again like i said aquaman not in my top five ten Although the good movie reboot was a good update. Yeah. Well, there's a good thing, right? Where do I sit with comic book heroes, right? Number one, Spider-Man. Boom, right off the bat. Yeah. Um, Number two, Legion of Superheroes from DC. And, like, there's so few people that I can actually talk to about Legion of Superheroes. But, man, they have incredible storylines and they've just got such a wide range of heroes for any for any need right and some of them are really great like triplicate girl who when one of the triplicates dies she becomes a duo damsel right because they her her third body they don't regenerate if they're killed yeah right um so just cute little things like that it's just a really hearty hearty comic um uh, number three, New Mutants, right? I just really fell in love with the New Mutants. The only problem I had with the New Mutants, and I did walk away from them, they introduced a new... He lasted about a year at Marvel. 
and I don't know his name, but he had an artistic style that the best way I can describe it is when you scribble until it makes an image, oh. right? And it was just kind of a style that I didn't like as a drawing style. Like a quick sketch on like a, a napkin quick sketch kind of on, thing. Yeah, it was very bizarre. And then they introduced, again, right, um, just suddenly out of the blue, Quasit shows up. Now, Quasit is an alien from the Legion of Superheroes, and suddenly he's showing up. And he's not the same character, but he's pretty much the same character because we're crossing DC to Marvel here. Shows up in the New Mutants as a mutant, but an alien mutant. And I'm going, okay, that's a little bit trippy for me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but they've had some just so great, really, really great storylines. And I would have to say that those would be my top three. Alien Nation would be four. But again, you're definitely seeing a trend towards the groups here. Um, and tied for number four, possibly even number three, would be the Defenders, which, you know, oddly enough, I haven't even mentioned yet. But as far as your B-grade superheroes... Um, I was always a fan of Doctor Strange, right? And Doctor Strange is, when the Defenders form, Doctor Strange is like the main hero. You, know, you don't know any of the other ones, really, right? But Valkyrie comes in there, who I mentioned, right? Moon Knight, who originally is a villain, unless she's wearing the circlet that keeps her good. <laughs> and whole storylines when it pops off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is a lady. Moon Dragon is a lady. Oh, Moon Dragon. Moon Dragon. Oh, you said Moon Knight. Yeah, Moon Dragon in green, and she's uh, she's um, Naga. She's Naga, likes her body a snake, head of a woman. All right, yeah, yeah, really great, great character. I had a girlfriend like that once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gargoyle. Oh, wow, man, Gargoyle, such a great character. Yeah. Taxed by absorbing your bio essence. Uh, drains like, your life force. Then you've got uh, Puck and, and Cannonball. Oh, oh and man, man. The flights. Alpha flight, beta flight, and gamma flight, man. Oh, and let's hear it, right? Like, hello. Sasquatch. Does, is that really what Americans think of Canada? Right? When we take a look at the Mutant Registration Act and all of the horrible mutant stories that went on in, in the comic books in the States... When you get to Canada, it's nothing. It's you know, states is freedom. In Canada, if you're identified as a mutant, you are immediately registered into Sector 7. And in Sector 7, you are now tested to your extreme, under extreme circumstances, and trained to be a super fighter for Canada's secret agent, CISA. Right and and the and the whole thing is is that Gamma Flight and Beta Flight are Alpha Flight's primary villains because they're the two that went crazy in the training. Right, and those are the two teams that went crazy. Well, Alpha Flight is the only one. Part of those teams you got Wolverine. You've now also got um, Deadpool in there. Uh, Deadpool always was there, and Wolverine was always there. Well, Wolverine's Canadian. Yeah, but Deadpool wasn't created until like '95. Deadpool. See, you know, we all talk about the whole abomination thing in the Wolverine movie, and that's that is originally Deadpool, and Deadpool shows up in the Flight comic book a lot earlier than that. 
but he shows up as he's part of the experimental thing. Oh, so he shows up as Wade Wilson. He's not Deadpool yet. Well, he's just, he, we know it's coming. He's hinted at and blah, blah, blah. And we see him in the background and a lot of things and stuff like that. So he is there. But that's the key. Like Canada, let's, you're a mutant in Canada, hide. Just hide. Because <laughs> you will be locked away. You will be tortured until you until you conform to their desire. Like, we are just an evil nation from a comic book point of view, oh, man. Oh, man, it made us look so evil. Oh, it did. It like, did. And, like, even in Alpha Flight, right? Half of them have psychosis that are so just there because of the training that they <laughs> were forced to go through, right? Like, like they barely made sanity. All righty. Well, that's been about an hour. Wow. What'd you think? Well, I can certainly gab about comic books, can I? Yeah. Well, sometimes you just got to wind the toy up and let it go and see what it does. <laughs> and no, ladies and gentlemen at home, we did not give him any cocaine. Just, just, he's just like this. He can ah. just, you, you get him excited about something. He just goes. It's great. Anyways, I've been Mystery Matt. Thank you guys for uh, sticking it out this long. We'll see you again next week. Take her easy. Night. Night.